0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with food professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. Also, we'll have details on support coming for African swine fever prevention and preparedness in Canada. Up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from Dylan McKay, an assistant professor of nutrition and chronic disease at the University of Manitoba. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Richardson Centre for Food Technology and Research held in open house this week at the University of Manitoba. I caught up with Dylan McKay, an assistant professor of nutrition and chronic
1: disease. I do uh, human clinical trials with uh, f- food interventions, basically nutrition trials. So uh, we do glycemic response trials, say a, food, a new foods being developed and we wanna see how it affects blood glucose and insulin levels relative to an existing food. Then we do trials to test them head to head in individuals. We also do other trials looking at chronic disease conditions and whether changing uh, the diet or dietary interventions can you know, improve outcomes or help the management of those diseases. So uh, some of the work that we have ongoing right now is in chronic Kidney disease and there's a big trial that's just starting that we're looking at fruit and vegetables as a source of dietary bicarbonate so essentially modifying the amount of acid in the diet to see if it helps people with chronic kidney disease because their kidneys uh you know as as their function reduces they have a harder time balancing the acid and base in their diet and so for that trial we're delivering people uh fruits and vegetables like grocery delivery essentially to see if it can uh, treat their condition yeah i guess what have some of the findings been uh, well, those have just, you know, with uh, the pandemic, we've had a lot of delays in being able to do the human trials. So uh, we've got a lot of them that are started, but we're going to have to wait for the results. So,
0: yeah. In addition to the fruits and vegetables, are there other crops you're working with? or?
1: Yeah, we, uh, we just, uh, they're all starting right now because of uh, the pandemic. But we're looking at one that's looking at uh, resistant starch from potatoes uh, in, uh, in chronic kidney disease. And uh, we're hoping to look into move into some trials that are looking at you know, dietary, low-energy, and low-carbohydrate uh, interventions for type 2 diabetes. Anything else to highlight on your work? Or? Uh, no, I'm just excited about coming back to the Richards Centre. I did my PhD here, and then I'm uh, coming back and, and setting up an uh, infrastructure to do trials again. So uh, it's a really exciting time to be a part of this uh, rebrand and relaunch of the centre. That
0: was Dylan McKay, Assistant Professor of Nutrition and Chronic Disease, at the Richardson Centre for Food Technology and Research at the University of Manitoba. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Today, Minister of Agriculture and Agrofood Marie-Claude Bibo announced an investment of up to $45.3 million to enhance efforts to prevent African swine fever from entering Canada and prepare for a potential outbreak.
2: This investment builds on years of collaborative work with industry's partners and the provinces and territories. Planning for ASF is a shared responsibility and presents a significant risk to the entire industry and our country's agriculture sector as a whole. We know that border security is a critical defense against ASF, so we're investing up to $2.1 million to enhance the Canada Border Services Agency's border control activities.
0: The government of Canada is investing up to $23.4 million to support the pork industry's prevention and mitigation efforts. In addition, up to $19.8 million will be invested in the Canadian Food Inspection Agency's prevention and preparedness efforts. Although Canada has never had a case of African swine fever, the disease continues to spread in several regions around the world. The Manitoba government is investing an additional $350,000 to help prevent the spread of chronic wasting disease through year-round monitoring and enhanced sampling efforts during the upcoming big game hunting seasons. CWD is an incurable fatal disease that affects members of the deer family, including white tailed deer, mule deer, elk, moose, and caribou. First detected in Manitoba in 2021, chronic wasting disease has been confirmed in five mule deer along the Manitoba Saskatchewan border. The $350,000 investment will enhance sampling efforts by establishing additional sample drop off locations and reducing turnaround times for testing of samples submitted by hunters. CWD is not known as a human health risk, but meat from a CWD-infected animal is not recommended for consumption. Hunters who are active in areas where chronic wasting disease is a concern should have their harvested animal tested, practice safe carcass handling protocols, and avoid consumption of any animal that has been tested positive for CWD. Farmers are busy working on the harvest, but safety should always be a priority. Robin Anderson is the communications consultant with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association.
3: Uh, We know from the Canadian Agriculture Injury Reporting data that most um, fatal injuries occur during July, August, September, October. And of course, those are peak harvest months. So it's really essential that folks you know, uh, keep a mind on safety as they go about their business, that's
0: for sure. Some people believe that making a few shortcuts can save time, but shortcuts like not replacing the guards and shields or fully lowering an auger before moving it can have tragic consequences. And the Richardson Centre for Food Technology and Research held in open house this week at the University of Manitoba. Dr. Jim House is a professor in the Department of Food and Nutritional Sciences
4: we've got a project right now with the uh, Manitoba pulse and soybean growers to really understand the factors that are influencing the quality of the protein within within Manitoba and that are soybeans that are grown in northern climates tend to present with a little bit of a protein deficit and that can have direct economic implications for farmers because if they, uh, if the protein levels are too low, they could actually get a, a bit of a hit when it comes to pricing. So what we're doing is really trying to turn the attention away from crude protein or the absolute protein to, to really understand the, the true requirements that make up a high-quality protein source is really the amino acids. These are the building blocks of protein. That was a look at today's Farm News.
0: I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire Wire for Friday, August 26th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on a federal announcement to support African swine fever prevention. Today, Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Marie-Claude Bibeau announced an investment of up to $45.3 million to enhance efforts to prevent African swine fever from entering Canada and prepare for a potential outbreak. Today,
2: I'm here to announce an investment by the Government of Canada of $45.3 million to continue to prevent and prepare for African swine fever. This investment builds on years of collaborative work with industry's partners and the provinces and territories. Planning for ASF is a shared responsibility and presents a significant risk to the entire industry and our country's agriculture sector as a whole. We know that border security is a critical defense against ASF. So we're investing up to $2.1 million to enhance the Canada Border Services Agency's border control activities. Beyond protecting our borders, we are also investing $19.8 million in the Canadian Food Inspection Agency to enhance prevention and preparedness. This funding will be important in helping Canada to plan for different scenarios, further enhance our excellent laboratory capacity, establish zoning arrangements with additional trading partners, and contribute to international efforts to develop a safe and effective ASF vaccine. And finally, we are investing up to $23.4 million over two years to support industry-led efforts to prevent ASF from entering Canada and mitigate the impacts of an outbreak. We will continue to work with the provinces and territories along with the industry to build on our work to keep ASF out of Canada, minimize the impact in the event of an outbreak, and protect the prosperity of Canada's pork sector. That
0: was Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau. Rick Bergman is chair of the Canadian Pork Council.
5: Canadian Pork Council and its 7,000 producers have been working with government to invest heavily in African swine fever prevention, and it is exciting to see the funding and plans that are being announced today. As chair of the Canadian Pork Council, I am proud to represent farmers who produce products that are in demand not only in our country but around the world because of the high quality and sustainable practices. I am a pork producer from Steinbach, Manitoba. On my farm, as many others, we take the threat of ASF very seriously, ensuring the absolute highest levels of biosecurity to keep our pigs safe. While well, we've been fortunate not to see this deadly virus in Canada, prevention and preparation are the best defense, particularly since the disease was found in the Dominican Republic last year. This is the first time in the Western Hemisphere in 40 years. As the minister noted, 70% of what we produce is destined for the export market. As one of the largest global exporters of pork products, these market, markets are valued at $5.7 billion every year, and they directly provide for tens of thousands of jobs. Here at home, our sector contributes $24 billion annually to the GDP and is responsible for both directly and indirectly for over 100,000 jobs in rural, suburban, and urban areas in our country. Tragically, we know from other jurisdictions that one single case of ASF would shut down the export market for the entire Canadian sector, while ASF is not a food safety issue. It is capable of decimating hog herds and causing both economic and mental stress for producers from coast to coast. In situations like this, collaboration is key. The Port Council and our animal health teams have worked very closely with all levels of government since the threat of ASF was first recognized federally i have appreciated the attention paid by staff at agriculture and agri-food canada canadian food inspection agency and the canadian border services agencies to the threat of asf a lot of efforts have been put forth for prevention we have enjoyed a very open dialogue with those departments and obviously as well with minister people The Minister has always stated that ASF prevention has been one of her priorities and today is a testament of exactly that. I want to stress that this is an important day for pork producers in Canada. Our farmers and our processors can have confidence that our sector has a plan for the future and a partner in our government. Our international markets will see that Canada has a commitment to keep our borders open and remain a reliable supplier of healthy, high-quality pork products. In closing, I want to thank you, Minister Bibo, for your tremendous efforts and your leadership and friendship. This is a harvest of our collaboration, and I look forward to continuing to work further together in this.
0: That was Canadian Pork Council Chair Rick Bergman. Today, the federal government announced an investment of up to $45.3 million to enhance efforts to prevent African swine fever from entering Canada and prepare for a potential outbreak. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Wildlife Federation is offering a webinar on Canada's 10 most invasive plants. That'll take place August 30th from noon until 1 p.m. You can register on the Canadian Wildlife Federation website. Fall on the Farm takes place September 5th at the Mennonite Heritage Village in Steinbach. The Cultivate Sustainability Conference and Trade Show takes place September 7th at the RBC Convention Centre in Winnipeg. Register at foodbeveragesmb.ca and the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting its 5th Annual Regenerative Conference November 14th and 15th in Brandon. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. Joining us now is Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, a food professor at Dalhousie University, to talk about best before dates on food and how that relates to food waste.
6: In Europe, uh, a growing number of grocers are eliminating best before dates. uh, So we wanted to know more about what Canadians thought about that and whether or not uh, the Canadians are ready to see the elimination of best before dates to... To, uh, to reduce food waste, and, and the answer is, uh, is no. Uh, I don't think it's already, and, uh, and animal proteins appear to be uh, an issue a lot of people appreciate as before dates uh, uh, in the dairy section of the grocery store and, and also at the meat counter. Uh, so those are areas where really people uh, are not only buying food, but they're buying time. And, uh, and I think that a lot of Canadians actually recognize that best-before dates are also a, a barometer to, uh, for them to have access to rebates, to, to discounts. Uh, those Enjoy Tonight deals are only possible if best-before dates remain. And so those are the things that we've actually noticed in our evaluation.
0: How many Canadians are actually looking at these dates when, when they're purchasing food?
6: The vast majority, I think it's over seventy percent of Canadians actually do look at dates, but not all, uh, not not everyone actually value uh, best-before dates. Uh, many Canadians actually believe that they shouldn't exist at all. So I, I think about a quarter of Canadians actually would probably go without best-before dates. But our food safety culture in Canada is very strong, so a lot of people actually will uh, will actually believe, will use the four dates as a point of reference for them when they actually are shopping for food a lot of people actually will uh, rely on on senses uh, like smell and and, uh, and aesthetics as well uh, the thing about food safety is on um, not all pathogens can be uh, will have an odor or can be actually seen like hysteria for example and that's why it it really depends uh, who you are in, in England, uh, what appears to be happening is that grocers are asking consumers to really become uh, strong risk managers, essentially, by trusting their senses. But, again, I don't think that we're there yet in Canada. Any other uh, highlights here from the reports? Or? We're actually going to continue to look into this matter because I actually think there's, there's a lot of things to unpack with the four before dates. Uh, including food waste and, and, and the economics of food as well and how these days are used to manage inventories as well.
0: That was Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, a food professor at Dalhousie University. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Today, the federal government announced an investment of up to $45.3 million to enhance efforts to prevent African swine fever from entering Canada and prepare for a potential outbreak. Manitoba's Rick Bergman is chair of the Canadian Pork Council.
5: On my farm, as many others, we take the threat of ASF very seriously, ensuring the absolute highest levels of biosecurity to keep our pigs safe. Well, we've been fortunate not to see this deadly virus in Canada, prevention and preparation are the best defense, particularly since the disease was found in the Dominican Republic last year. This is the first time in the Western Hemisphere in 40 years. The government
0: of Canada is investing up to $23.4 million to support the pork industry's prevention and mitigation efforts. In addition, up to $19.8 million will be invested in the Canadian Food Inspection Agency's prevention and preparedness efforts. Up to $2.1 million in funding is dedicated to enhancing the Canada Border Services Agency's border control activities. Although Canada has never had a case of African swine fever, the disease continues to spread in several regions around the world. Researchers at the University of Manitoba are looking at factors that influence the quality of the protein that are in Manitoba crops. Dr. Jim House is a professor in the Department of Food and Nutritional Sciences.
4: We've been doing a, a study right now to look at can we measure the quality of protein rapidly? And so through our partners, we've been using a technique called NIR, which is near infrared reflectance spectroscopy. It's well used within the sector to measure moisture content and protein content of a variety of crops. But we've developed equations that can measure the amino acids within the crops using near-infrared. So we just finished a study where we measured over 5,000 samples of uh, soybeans that have been produced over the several years uh, through variety trials that have been organized by the province and by Manitoba Pulse and soybean growers.
0: And safety should always be a priority on the farm, and it all starts with looking after your health emotionally, mentally, and physically. Robin Anderson, the communications consultant with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association, says when people are in a rush, they tend to push themselves and do things like not eating properly or get enough rest.
3: When you're not sleeping, you're not rested, you're not eating well, you're not hydrated, you can sometimes make decisions that you normally wouldn't make. You might take a shortcut that you might not normally take. You might do things that are completely out of your nature to do because you are exhausted, you're hungry, you're fatigued. Um, So taking care of yourself is the number one thing folks can do to really ensure that they are going to have a very successful and safe harvest season.
0: Shortcuts like not replacing guards and shields or fully luring an auger before moving it can have tragic consequences. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program.